Good morning, Mary Kate. How are you doing? Good morning. I'm so good. And here it is, early in the morning. Those vocal cords are rocking, aren't they? Oh, they're for sure rocking. <laughs> <laughs> Do you ever get out there in the wild of, of Virginia and just let those vocals go? Because and, and that was just a trick that I used to do when I was up there in Montana by the hay bales. It's, yeah. it's like there's just so much out there in nature. Mm-hmm. I actually, I love singing outside. There's just not many places to do it right in my, I like live in a really, I'm in like the suburbia. So mm-hmm. I, sometimes if it's nice, I'll sit on my porch with my guitar and just play it for my neighbors. But there's not too many places around. I'll have to like drive 20 minutes if I want to be like really in nature, you know? When you're out there with that guitar though, are they are they listening or what? how, how are you? Uh, ba- basically, I, I love that idea because it builds up the confidence. But then when, yeah. when you finally notice that someone's listening, does it kind of shut you down a bit? Well, there's a couple of times where um, we did porch concerts over the summer a couple years ago. My dad plays guitar, so um, our neighbors would bring like lawn chairs and they would come sit around and listen to um, me sing and my dad play. Um, But sometimes if I'm just out there, people will stop and and listen and stuff like that. And it's actually just really fun because my neighbors are so supportive and I'm really close with all of them. So it's just a fun way for me to just you know, sing and they enjoy listening. So I really enjoy it. A lot of people don't realize that Virginia tends to lead the Carolinas in so many different ways in the way that if, if Virginia is getting away with it, then Carolina has to follow next. What is it about Virginia that it seems like you, you guys are leading us through the future? I honestly have no idea. <laughs> um, I just honestly like Virginia is one of my favorite places ever. Um, Obviously, like where I live, I'm super close to Washington, D.C. Yeah. So there's always lots of opportunities there. Um, I, you know, me and my friends like to go into D.C. all the time. Um, I've actually never really done a show like ever. Like I've never really gigged before. And D.C. is a great place for me to start to do that. And then also like on the other direction, 20 minutes in the other direction, we have all of like the wineries and mm-hmm. it's super beautiful and there's a lot of other places for gigs out there so there's just a lot of like diversity in virginia and a lot of different things that you can do because the area there's cities there's countryside there's so many different things that you can do i could totally see you doing a a type of performance on the chesapeake bay bridge just just stop the traffic and just just break out in a song that would be fun (laughs) (laughs) being on the voice on nbc is it like being out there on that bridge in other words it's like okay you've got the skills you've got the talent now the rest of the world has got to come by and go whoa i've never seen something like this before i guess you could relate it but at the same time i mean it is completely different than anything i've ever done like it is so incredibly insane because it's just like the glamour of it and how wonderful everything is. And honestly, like, you know, like you go out on the Chesapeake Bay Bridge, for example, and it's just you and your guitar. Um, when I have, when I'm, you know, performing on The Voice, I have support of the whole band, um, people helping me with my voice, helping me with staging, all of that kind of stuff. So it's definitely, it's definitely a lot different, but I can see like some similarities in it. Do you get to meet the band to sit down and talk with them? Because I mean, we're, we're talking about the ultimate when it comes to professionalism. I mean, I mean they've got to be able to turn it on and turn it off immediately and then switch things around. I mean, honestly, the first time I went in for band rehearsal for blinds, I was so scared. I was shaking. And then I walked out of it like crying because I was so scared. Like (laughs) they are so incredible and the most professional people I've ever met. Um, And then over time, you kind of get to know the band and you kind of like get to like make friends with them, kind of have a connection. Paul Markovich, who is 
The director of the band is one of the most incredible people I've ever met. Also one of the most scary, um, but he's just such a good guy and he's helped me so much. And there's nothing like playing with that band. I've actually never played with like a live band before ever in my life. So that was definitely just like a new learning experience for me, um, having to, you know, figure out how to work with them and figure out like what I wanted it to sound like and translate that for people who were such talented musicians. It was the coolest thing I've ever done in my life. You bring up something really cool there. You said live band. A lot of people will practice in their bedrooms or out on the porch, but when you're live with that band, I mean, it's got to be a solid teamwork effort. Oh, a hundred percent. I, I'm that type of guy that if I were on NBC's The Voice, I would drop a buck or two inside their guitar cases just you know just to let them know that I appreciate them playing oh, music. A hundred percent. I mean, and those guitar players, they like they'll they know how to do everything and they know how to play every single t- kind of guitar. Like when I was doing my some of my band rehearsals, we're coming up with the arrangement and stuff. They'll switch out guitars like super <laughs> play all these different things and then the guy who's on keys has all these different sounds. It sounds like he can play like a thousand different instruments. I just like, I still to this day do not understand how it works at all. I'm just in awe. Oh my goodness. Yeah. I get that way when I go see a live performance and you see, you know, you know, each guitar has its own little manager and they bring out a new one. It would take me at least 15, 20 minutes to go, okay, I got to get my fingers here, get the vibe of the guitar. Am I in the mood for this? Absolutely. hundred percent. Literally like I, we, for our me and Kylie's uh, battle song Antihero, we wanted to strip it down a bunch. So yeah. we've been in with the band um, to work on this new arrangement of the song since it was very popular. We wanted to take it in a little bit more of a different direction. And I kid you not, we go in there and they start playing the arrangement that they were coming up with. And me and Kylie just started jumping up and down. Like <laughs> I've been more excited in my entire life. Like I like I forgot to sing a lot of times because I was just trying to listen. It was absolutely incredible. How do you break through that barrier? Because what you're doing is very natural. The average person would do exactly what you did, but you've got to figure out a way to break through that barrier. Yeah, I mean, it, it takes a lot of focus. And I think for me, you know, I I have a lot of problems with focus and staying focused and not letting other distractions like kind of get to me. But I think that once you start practicing with that band, as intimidating as it is, as you know, they're so good and you love the arrangement, you kind of just start to get into a rhythm. And, you know, when you're playing, when you're singing with this band, you know, you're still in awe, but like your voice is still adding to it. So the whole just production in general is just like the coolest thing ever. And you kind of just start to learn how, you know, to navigate that and how to make yourself stand out to a band that is so incredible. Listeners and viewers don't understand that the discipline before the performance on TV, and the reason why I bring that up is because we had a guy from from Charlotte that had the opportunity to sing on The Voice, and he blew it because he was out the night before on the streets singing away, having a good time, and, and his voice just wasn't there during that audition. You know, it took me so long to prepare. I think something that a lot of not a people lot not a lot of people know is that um, when you're out there for the blind audition, you're actually out there for a month um, preparing and working. And so, I mean, I would spend every single night in my hotel room going over my song. Um, you know, we did exercises. I would go mm-hmm. days on full rest. Um, I had like this little steamer that I would steam my voice with. Um, And just making sure that like, I don't put like, if I did want to hang out with my friends one night, but I knew that my voice was, you know, needed some rest, you would have to be so disciplined to say like, okay, I need to do what I need to do um, and relax and prepare. Like a lot of it was just like getting into the right mental space in order to 
let yourself relax and let yourself, you know, prepare for such a huge thing to do. We always talk about preparing the voice and keeping the voice healthy, but we always forget about the nose. Do you have to, you know, because I, I have a navage. I mean, I, I've got to keep this nose in shape because that to <laughs> me is the tone maker. Right. I mean, I actually have a lot of problems with my nose. I have a deviated septum which causes a lot of problems with my upper respiratory system. And it's something I've struggled with a lot, but you know, you get in and especially when you're from the East coast and you get to California and it's just like the change in humidity, like it's all of a sudden so dry and allergies are different. So it was definitely something I have to navigate, um, you know, taking, you know, nose sprays and taking medicines to help me like work on my upper respiratory system because that's something I've always struggled with actually. Yeah, because I I had to train myself to not sneeze but turn it somehow into a cough because once that thing up there gets in the way, it it totally shifts everything around. Right, right. That's... That's crazy. It, it is crazy, but, but that's what, what we have to go through because we're all we're trying to do is just keep our vocals, you know, fresh and moving forward and more importantly, attractive to anybody who's willing to listen. Right. Absolutely. Your goal is to be that songwriter. I'm always inspired by this because that means you're a visionary. You are what's called a silent wolf. You're sitting underneath the brush. You're watching life happen. Ooh, I'm going to write a song about this. <laughs> yeah. You know, it, it's been one of the things that, I, you know, going, growing up as a musician, I've never been very good at, I feel like until like the past couple of years is when I really started to, you know, try to go for that singer songwriter, you know, sound, which also meant I had to write my own music. And um, it's definitely something that is, can be really challenging for me. And I still don't really know why. Um, I love like the songs that I write, truly are about my life and things happening around me I don't really I don't think that I've ever written a song that I've just like thought of an idea and come up with a story like it's all about my own experience because I feel like that's the only way I can connect with my music and so sometimes that's hard when I'm like oh I don't know what experience to write about right now Mm -hmm. Um, but it's definitely been something that I've loved learning and loved growing in because it is a place where I get to like, like express my emotions and tell my story in a different way that might connect to other people better. How often do you bump into people that look at you and say, I don't know where you get the confidence to be so open with your emotions because you're basically bearing your soul for the rest of us. A lot of people don't do that. They tend to, you know, hoard what their experience is when in fact it could be that, you know, that missing needle in the haystack. Yeah. Well, I think that it's, it's something that's very important to me all my life. I've definitely been very, very open and honest about the things that I'm feeling and the experiences that I've gone through um, in hopes to help other people and connect with other people and with their stories. And I feel like my music can do the same exact thing. So when I'm discouraged and when I'm saying, like, I can't write this, like, I don't know what I'm doing, um, I usually just think about the people that I have the possibility of impacting and the girls who might, you know, hear my song and say, hey, that sounds like things that I've gone through um, and feel inspired and reached by that. So that's really my motivation to just like be confident and keep going with it. Where you stand right now, where do you see music at? Because I mean, I'm into Doja Cat. I'm into Luke Combs. I'm into every bit of music because in a really strange way, I think that music is connected. Every single genre needs each other. Yeah. I mean, I'm definitely, I, my friends, you know, say that I have the weirdest music taste, which is true. (laughs) Um, I love, I do love like new pop, but I'm just a sucker for like Americana. Like my favorite genres 
uh, our Americana and like mm-hmm. folk and blues country. I'm a huge Chris Stapleton fan, Coulter Wall. Mm-hmm. Like those are my sounds. Like I love them. And then Phoebe Bridgers, the Civil Wars, like all of those artists that really just like tell a story with their music and have beautiful instrumentals are just stuff that I'm so drawn to. Like if I hear a song with pretty harmonies, oh, it's on repeat for days. Like um, I just love, love, love like a raw like production, you know, sometimes just music with like one person and a guitar is beautiful. And I think that honestly, like that's kind of where music is starting to go nowadays with artists like Phoebe Bridgers um, getting really big. And then like Zach Bryan, who some of his mm, songs, mm. like literally him and his guitar and he will produce a record with like 40 songs on it. And it, it's just all like him pouring his heart out and people love that stuff. And I think that's really beautiful that people are starting to like, kind of see like this beautiful raw like side of music because to be honest there's some like new pop songs that are really just like you know for people to dance to or for people Mm -hmm. to like play when they're out with their friends and stuff like that and they're you know i'm just excited to see artists getting recognition for these songs that are super vulnerable and people starting to really connect with them i think that's really awesome because that's kind of my realm and where i want to be as a musician chris stapleton wanted to be that invisible songwriter he had all of that yeah. success and then he takes a chance with being actually physically heard and it was too late for his father he lost his father how can we convince people to include their parents inside the growing journey of music i mean your parents have been with you all the way there are a lot of people mm-hmm. listening that still it's their yeah. little secret right you know, I think that it's it can definitely be hard for people. I know some people who have incredible talent and are so scared to come out with it and, and show it to the world, show it to their parents, show it to their friends. I think that, you know, this is such a, it can be such a divisive industry and there's a lot of no's. And I think that people can be afraid of that because singing is a very, very vulnerable thing. You know, um, it's not, it, it's something that's hard to train. It's something that, um, you know, like it, y- you need, you need a little bit of raw talent and raw passion for it. And so I think that sometimes people can be afraid to step out and, you know, share it with the world um, because people are mean and people say a lot of mean things and um, are very down on people. And so, I can understand it, but that's something that I've had to allow myself to completely like shut down. Mm-hmm. Um, because like even the other day I wrote a song and I was like, Oh, I, like, I really want to show my mom this, but like, I'm really afraid that she won't like it. And then I was like, you know what? My mom is going to love me either way. This is for me to either get some criticism <laughs> or for her to say that it's awesome. And I brought it to her and she loved it. So I think that it's just about, you know, kind of punching those insecurities in the face and saying, you know what, you're not going to get to me. Um, Because those people who like hide away are usually some of the people that have the most raw and the most incredible talent. So, yeah. And you being on that live stage in in school musicals and things, and and right away I was thinking of Daisy on that series that's uh, that's on Amazon right now. Um, That's Elvis Presley's granddaughter who's always been an actor and she's singing for the very first time. My God, you know, you, you open the door for people to be heard. It's taken her this long to be heard. Right. For me, I actually started off like as a singer going into musical theater. I didn't think that I could act. And that was something that came later um, in, you know, my development with musical theater. I've always been somebody who's been very bubbly and very like okay on stage for the most part um, and being in front of people. 
And so it was nice to like discover that part of acting and being able to branch out. Like when you when you go into this industry, it's hard to just stick to one thing, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, people will usually have different talents. Like they'll be able to dance or they can act and stuff like that. Um, so that's been something that's not a good dancer. I'll just put that out there right now. <laughs> not one of my strong suits. Um, but acting and singing has been something that's been so fun for me um, to kind of learn both of those worlds. We're just a couple of weeks away from from uh, The Little Mermaid hitting the screen. Was there a side of you that goes, man, I wish I could have been a part of that. My God, that would have been so much fun. Oh my gosh, it's literally my dream to do like a TV musical. I was in The Little Mermaid, actually, eighth grade. It was one of the shows that I did, and it was by far my favorite show I've ever done. And so I'm just super, super excited to see that come forth on the screen, Um, seeing, you know, live action people and not just like an animation. I think it's going to be something that's really cool. And Definitely my dream to do something like that. Tomorrow, I get, I'm get i blessed with the opportunity to talk to the author of the new Little Mermaid. And, and, and if you could ask her a question, Miss Baptiste, I mean, what, what would you ask knowing that you have brought this role to life on a stage? Yeah, I just like, honestly, like there is so much pressure going into bringing a classic movie like this onto you know the stage and and transforming it into something like i just want to know like how she navigated that knowing that people would have all of these opinions about what they want to see in this movie and is it close enough to the original movie and the casting and all of that stuff like how do you navigate that and, you know, be okay with everything that people are saying? Because I know that's something that I struggle with for sure. You are such a visionary and this this isn't new to you. This is the way you've been your entire life. How are you able to keep this under control with daily disciplines in, in the way of knowing where you were growing? Yeah, I think that it's because I, I don't see, you know, this opportunity as something that is going to make me famous or something that is going to push me to an area of fame where I have the most followers and everyone mm-hmm. loves me, you know. My goal for this entire process was just to reach people with my voice and reach people with my music and, you know, make people feel something, connect with people, um, things like that. My goal is to not just blow up. My goal is to just, like, love people with my music. And so I think that that kind of what is what helps me day to day because of my love for helping people and my love for service along with my love for music, I can live in both worlds really, really easily. God, I can just totally see Blake Shelton sitting down with you, hearing that going, yeah, that's it. You you, you really have that vision. <laughs> because he seems to be, this season, he seems to be more open than any other time that, that I've ever watched him. Yeah. He was the most incredible person, coach, everything. I just remember the first time meeting him, like, being absolutely starstruck. Um, and then as we got along in the process, the more conversations that I had with him, the more that he was just this normal person mm-hmm. and less of a celebrity, this big celebrity. Um, and, you know, like he has talked to me before about this industry and, you know, we don't get a, a ton of conversations with our coaches, obviously, but every time that he did, um, I just felt so inspired by him knowing the achievements that he's made in this industry. and you know, how incredible he is as a person and as a singer. So it was just the coolest thing to be able to work with him. And the dude is 6'5". How did you, you, you could have injured your neck looking up at him. Honestly, I probably did. Like literally the first <laughs> time I ever saw him, my neck was all the way back. Like, I, 
it's because I'm only I'm only five three oh and he's like old but taller than me and it is the funniest thing ever. <laughs> Where can people go to find out more about you, Mary Kate? Because they need to become I know I know you know you don't want to blow up. Okay, then build that relationship. Where can they go <laughs> to help build that relationship? So my Instagram is literally just Mary Kate Connor and that is the place that I post most of my updates and Cool stuff like that and so that's definitely the place and people can reach me and dm me if they want to so yeah you got to come back to this show anytime in the future the door is always going to be open for you thank you so much this was such a pleasure well you be brilliant today okay thank you so much